What do you do when the bonus episodes of your podcast get so popular they need their own channel? You create one. Welcome to the Teacher's Lounge. Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge is now its own podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast service. Just type in Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge. We'll see you there. I would like to announce our official tryouts for our upcoming homecoming game against our arch-rivals Veritas Prep. If you've been a couch potato all your life, now's your time to shine. Our virtual homecoming game will be played on Madden. So pick up your controllers and show your dasher pride. You know, Butler... The way this is going, we might actually win a game this year. Oh, hell, we're on a roll. I like this. This is fun. Let's do one more. One more. Finish video. That's my favorite. Good for recipes. Faculty, I'm so glad that you're you're in the lounge here. Um, as as all of you know, it's book report season coming up, and this year mm-hmm. I decided to assign the Velveteen Rabbit to my students. Aww. I know it was a bold choice, but I think that we all need a little empathy and a little love in our lives right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm really struggling with this one passage. And I'm hoping that you all could give me some insight so that I'm able to communicate it to the students a little better. So if you don't mind, sure. if you guys have time, well, I mean, don't, don't stop with your doing, but I mean, if anyone could give me some insight, I'd really appreciate it. Um, okay. So, okay. So it's on, I've got to find the page and paragraph. Yeah. Okay. So this is the passage that I'm really, really getting stuck on. Stuck up on. So, of course, Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. Don't understand what? What does it mean to be real? Whoa. Hmm. What are they? What is? What is? What's? What's it talking about in this? I don't understand. And I'm gonna. I need some help from you guys. Yeah, Car- Carla Rose. Oh yeah, no. I was just thinking. Um, like I'm wearing a U2 shirt, and like they have a song called like the real thing, even better than the real thing. 
And that was used for a Coca-Cola commercial, like in the early 90s. And I'm thinking it has to do with like eating real food and mm. like real authentic um, things that you put into your body. So like follow my logic here. So mm -hmm. if you um, have food that you know is real and really what it says it is, then it. you are going to be okay. But if you do not have real food that um you know then your eyes fall out and then things fall mm -hmm. off of you and then it it is not good for you and yeah. it has adverse you can have an adverse reaction so that's how everything ties in together um it, it has to do with real food and i'm like like not real only am I a fan of you too i'm a fan that of makes sense that happened to my aunt claire i mean that makes sense that oh makes sense. okay yeah see so yeah. Like it real Coca-Cola versus the Coca-Cola you see on the shelf yes, today. Yes, or like Dr. Pepper versus Dr. Friendly or whatever they have at like big box stores. <laughs> you know it's, you know that that stuff is going to make you... How about Mr. Pim? Mr. Like, Pim. He doesn't even mm. have like a, a degree of any kind. He's just, just a... <laughs> no. Well, he's Mr. He's a gentleman. He could at least be a, like General Pib or something. Or is he is he Dr. Pib? Has he been No, he's got nothing. Has he been no, he, promoted? He only has one syllable. Like yeah. he's Pib. All right, all right, yeah. folks. I, I'm I, I just I need to clarify here for you all. Drinking okay. soda isn't good for you as your what? resident. Wait. Healthy. Wait. I know. I'm sorry. Mm. The sugar, it rots your teeth. But really, <sighs> Molly, what I think. What I think um, your author was trying to get at here was um, it, it, recently I was watching Pinocchio and being real is about being true to yourself and not being false to other people and not telling lies because if you lie then then weird things happen to your body like your nose grows and your eyes fall out and your and your and your hair falls off of your skin. So don't lie. <laughs> mm. Don't That's lie. Some, that is, and don't drink soda. Yeah. That is deep. That is deep. Bob, you look like you have some great insight. I know so, I turned to you often. Uh, originally looking at this, you'd assume that it means that once you are loved, it's hard to fall out of love. Unless somebody doesn't understand that love. Because that's what you'd assume it is. But it's far more shallow than that and she says it right in the passage that most of your hair has been loved off and as a bald man i can attest that what she's talking about is being comfortable with your baldness embracing yes. your baldness and not caring that other people think you should have hair yes yes empowerment I can see that. Absolutely. Nate? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was on my phone. I didn't hear anything that you guys just said. Um, but it's a great, it's a great quote. Um, and it has a lot to do with influencers. Um, mm. You, when you make it big as an influencer, you become real. Yet what is real to you is not real to the people you influence. Because what you put out to your influencees is a representation of who you are as a real person mm -hmm. not exactly who you are really so really yes. your eyes may be sunken your skin may be sagging your hair may be migrating to your back uh and it's 
that may be who you really are. But when you put those filters on, when you take multiple mm. shots, you're trying to get the right one. When you're trying to influence, <laughs> you become the real you that you want to be, not the real, real you. Absolutely. The real realm of realness. That isn't real. Yes, I get it. And you know what? I think that the kids could really relate to that. That's mm. that's some good insight. Thank you so much. Randy, what do you, what do you think? Could you help me out here? I, I need your your honest opinion. Look, I, I, I'm just going to get serious here because I feel like this is what this is. Oh. Uh, you know, I think that what is trying to be said here is that once you've lived your life to its fullest and the hair is gone and things are sagging and drooping and you, you don't look, you know, like you did when you were much younger, that's when life gets real. Mm. And until you understand all of those steps to get through life and knowing what's real, you can't understand it. Right. You have no clue until you're it's, old. Yeah, it's like, you know, the kids always think that they know everything, right? Yeah. But they know God. they don't know anything. <laughs> Tell me about it. And until until they've reached, you know, a certain age of understanding, they don't understand. Yeah, like I tell my kids, you can't use swear words because you have not earned them and been through a ton of shit in your life. Exactly. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's totally unfair. And this rabbit is only a velveteen. This rabbit, only a velveteenager. Oh, to- yeah. Not a velvet elder. See, what, what is that an example of? A velveteenager. See, it's two words that have been matched <laughs> together like a portmanteau, but it's not. What is it? That's actually a portmanteau. That, that's a portmanteau. <laughs> How is that any different than Captain Toad the Wet Sprocket? What is the difference? We definitely need to dumb this down some more. Yeah, this is still too advanced for Steve. <laughs> See, the word toad overlaps in both words. <laughs> it's a portmanteau. The portmanteaued is better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. 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 I'll settle down, guys. I'll, let me sit back down. Sorry. I got a little, I got a little aggregated there. Aggregated. <laughs> aggregated. <laughs> wow. You're, you know what? Maybe we should, uh, you should come like see me rock. after class. And we should maybe, maybe we could run through a spelling test, maybe a vocabulary <laughs> list with you with definitions. Just oh, no. coach, I just don't want you looking foolish. In front yeah, of coach, have you hit your head recently? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I do it about once per day. Uh, what I okay. do is I get in the batting line at um, softball practice, and I'm trying to coach the girls, and inevitably one of them hits me in the head, and, and they mm. swear it's an accident mm-hmm. every time, but mm-hmm. it, uh, it's, that explains it happens so a lot. Much. That's yeah. my dashers! Uh, Molly, do you want me to answer the question, too, or you just don't want to hear my input? No, I would love to hear your oh, input. Oh, great. Absolutely. Right. Please do. I've been waiting. I Best oh, for last. I'm sorry. Uh, now, I wanted to commend... Marie, of course, for not condoning soda. And as a coach, I think it's very important that you stick to healthy beverages. That's why I've invented uh, Balderade, which is uh, one part pickle juice, one part uh, Red Bull, uh, one part Tabasco sauce, uh, two parts vodka. And it's just it, you get all your electrolytes, antioxidants, uh, a burst of energy, and then a quick crash about an hour later. But highly recommend it uh, as an alternative to soda. So just come see me in the break room um, between any time after class, and I'll be in there just dishing it out. Coach, 
is that a recipe from Arthur's artisanal sodas? Wink, you know wink? what? Arthur, our former friend, former janitor, and former uh, equipment manager may have had a hand in that. Yes. Um, Ew. But we're no longer <laughs> friends. We'll get to that later. Uh, um, <laughs> now, the thing, here's what I think this really? is about, uh, Molly. I think Marjorie Williams um, consulted uh, all my various ex-wives um, when writing this passage, um, because that is exactly how they would each describe me. Um <laughs> They would also often claim that my hair was falling out and that my 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 buttons were looking a little loose and I was getting a little saggy in various areas, and that's the reason for all uh, three of my divorces. Wow, you guys! And uh, that's what the the Valvoline rabbit rabbit is about. Valvoline. <laughs> Valvoline. Valvoline. It it lubricates your car. The, the Vaseline rabbit. Sorry, the Oval Ovaltine rabbit. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a little too much balderade. Yeah, um, apparently so. Wow, guys, you were super um, insightful and um, uncannily deep on those <laughs> answers. Um, thanks for really getting at the heart of it. I'm going to take that back and, and bring that to the kiddos and really knock this home. So I don't know what i do without you guys. Thanks. Thanks here in the lounge. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah. You bet. Back to my do, you, do you want a quick drink before you go? Books are good. Yep. <laughs> Pour it in my mug so the kids can't see. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of like an off greenish color. Hopefully that won't give it away. Off greenish? What is an that? Off greenish. <laughs> it's the pickle like, juice. <laughs> it's the pickle juice. It's like really class. like bad Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's like bad yeah, Mountain Dew. It's like yeah. the color yeah. of my tea yeah. right now. Off greenish. An off green? Off greenish. <laughs> 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 it's matcha. There's a lot of matcha in there. Hey, everyone. Um, hey. I'm so glad everyone here is already assembled in the teacher's lounge. Um, yeah. I, have, I have some news I need to share with you guys. Sure. What is it? No. Um, well, I have some good news. So sorry to hear you go. I'm sorry. What was that, Nate? Oh, I thought you were leaving. Uh, no, 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 no. But mm. that is, uh, that kind of does bring up the topic at hand. I have some good news and some bad yeah. news. Obviously, um, you may have heard through the grapevine, Dougie is back um, as the assistant oh. to the coach. Oh. Um, he will be mm. okay. uh, retrieving my sandwiches throughout the day. Um, we mm. found it in the budget to get me a personal assistant, so that was really good. Ooh. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. We can't afford but to um, get Mrs. McGill some whiteboards or anything instead of her blackboard, but at least I have an assistant. I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, and I put in for a new set of marimbas, but I guess I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you know, hey, you you need those sandwiches, Look. Coach. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank no, you. he does. And and Dougie's um, back. Let's let's just well, that's the thing. Take a yeah. second to welcome Dougie back. I mean, that's amazing. No, we, we had to create a new role. Thank you, Nate. We had to create a whole new role for Dougie because, of course, Arthur Winkler. Was the equipment manager, but literally oh, as soon hey. as we hired um, Dougie back, something really yeah. unfortunate happened. Um, oh. As you know, uh, on Friday night we defeated Sandville for boys uh, in football. Okay. Um, and now this was huge because we haven't won a football mm-hmm. game in about eight years. Yeah, long time. Did they forfeit? It wasn't quite a forfeiture, but they only had eight players. Because uh, mm-hmm. the school tried to do a big um, high school musical style number, oh. and the entire mm-hmm. football team did a Props. big kick at the end as the final move, and they all pulled their groins um, in unison. So they only had they were only able to field eight players. Um, so mm-hmm. we kicked their butts. 
Um, it's not all the time that a football team pulls their groins in unison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, uh, we've, this is the first incident that I'm aware of where that's happened. So, um, yeah. so we won, and then that that was huge. Um, now, what happened was the players all grabbed the big jug of uh, Balderade, oh. and they they tried to dump it on me, but I had reached down to get some orange slices in celebration, and all of the Balderade got dumped all over Arthur Winkler, um, oh. and there happened to be scouts there from Texas A and M. And they saw all that Balderade dumped over Arthur Winkler. They assumed he was the head coach who, was, who had coached Balderdash to their first victory in eight years. And so they went over and immediately offered him a position as head coach at Texas A&M. Oh. So well, that's good. once again, one of my subordinates has been uh, poached by a very large uh, school with a big paycheck. Um and here I am, still no. It's okay. It's okay. I love the Balderdash Academy Dashers. Um, nothing personal, but uh, we do need to replace Arthur Winkler. So we need a new equipment manager slash janitor slash um, court bailiff. Sandwich artist. Yeah. Oh, so, exactly. That would help if they had yeah. sandwich artist skills. Now, fortunately, mm -hmm. we have a hallway full of potential candidates. All right, let's bring in the first person and uh, headmaster. Do you happen to know his name and and a little bit about him? I do. I do. His name is Chad. And uh, Chad, he collects gently used footwear. Oh, great. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's incredible. All right, let's bring yeah. Chad in. Hi. Hey, Chad, great to meet you. I'm, I'm Coach Steve of the Balderdash Academy Dashers. You may have heard of me. Okay. <laughs> so we're looking for a new equipment manager here at Balderdash Academy because yet another person got poached by a major school. Uh, do you have any experience working with balls? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I find that a lot of uh, people who walk on the balls of their feet um, really are good at sports. Uh, bigger the balls, the better, really. Uh, just because there's yeah. more surface area there, they wear down their shoes in a rarely unified fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, uh, you know, they just seem to be more even keeled. Okay. Um, I can't help but notice you have kind of have a foot thing. Hmm. Are you, uh, you really no. into feet? Well, I... <laughs> I'm into things that are around feet. I, I really like shoes. I, I, I collect um, used, whether heavily used or gently used, just as long as they're <laughs> used, uh, footwear. And um, really, uh, particularly in the field of uh, sports, um, I have a nice uh, selection of, uh, of cross-country boots uh, that you use for cross-country skiing. Uh, uh -huh. ranging back from the early 1913s. That's my oldest one I have. Uh, <laughs> 1913s? Yeah, yeah. I even have, I, and I even have some prototypes for next year, too. The uh, 2022s or 21s. I, I don't remember. Wow. Uh, now, that, that actually sounds really good because a lot of times our athletes will just throw their shoes at the equipment manager. Uh, <laughs> would you be comfortable having teenagers throw shoes directly at your face? Hey, for... <laughs> Oh yes, yeah. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't have to pay them or anything, right? They, they'll just do it. 
I, I, no, like, no. Are you, is this a real question? I'm, I'm sorry. Just... Do you not understand how jobs work? We're actually going to pay you. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> that's okay? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, jeez, hold it together. Chad, get your <laughs> shit together, Chad. God damn it, Chad. Chad. All right. I'm good. <laughs> Well, Chad, well, you seem extremely qualified for this position. Um, have you ever worked with kids before? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was an employee at Foot Locker for, uh, uh, I'd say, about half a Foot Locker season. Um, How long is it? Which is about a quarter of a week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was... Sorry, Chad, if you don't mind me breaking this down. Yeah. Half a Foot Locker season. So a full Foot Locker season would be half a week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why is it called a season? Do they introduce like new shoes each half a <laughs> I week? I don't know. Why do we have to wear ref shirts? I, just, I don't freaking know. That's true. You will not have to wear a ref shirt at Balderdash Academy unless uh, we forgot to hire refs for a particular game, and then you might have to. That's fine. Do you mind if I go shirtless uh, in, unless I'm filling in as a ref? No, you can be a shirtless ref, too. We do awesome. shirts and skins. Freaking shirtless with shoes coming at my face oh my god all right <laughs> all right well thank you so much chad it was, a, it was a pleasure to meet you um as you're leaving the room just make sure you introduce the next person oh in. i'm sorry uh one question yeah. how's the yeah, dental yeah, please how's dental coverage <laughs> dental coverage as far as like um protecting your teeth from shoes no we will give you a mouth guard um uh, we will even boil it for you and stick it right in your mouth ah, that's awesome all right. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, have um, Ferdinand coming in after me. Uh, he is a uh, lugger, logger. He's a lugger of logs in southern Georgia. Um, so, uh, Ferdinand, please come right on in. You're next. He is correct. That is what I do. <laughs> I am a lugger of logs from southern Georgia. Y'all, you might have gotten that from my accent. Yeah, I noticed you have a really thick southern accent, uh, Ferdinand. Um, do you feel like the children will be able to understand you? Yes, uh, my accent, though deep and southern, is in and of itself quite easy to understand. The other loggers I work with have no trouble understanding me as we log the logs. Now you do a lot of log logging. Uh, occasionally we will have a serious groin injury on the field. Or are you comfortable throwing a full-grown child over your shoulder and carrying them off a field? Children are nothing more than small logs. <laughs> I have no trouble with this at all. If needed, I can not only toss them over my shoulder, I can also heave them into a cart to move to the other side. Now, not only would we be asking you to occasionally carry groin injured children off of a field, we would be asking you to clean the facilities. Um, are you familiar with how to use cleaning products? I do know how to use cleaning products. As we lug the logs, you have to clean as you go. We do it the old-fashioned way, with flame. 
Okay. Um, now, we used to do it the same way here at Balderdash Academy for Nand, um, but then fire code became a thing, um, and we're no longer mm-hmm. allowed to torch the hallway. So we would ask that you do not do that. Oh, um, uh, it's no problem then. What you do is you get into your skidder and drive it with the plow down, down the hallway. It will clean the floors, the lockers. Anything in the hallway will no longer be in the hallway. That sounds pretty good. Let's ask the headmaster what he thinks. Headmaster, does that seem viable? It seems viable, but those lockers cost money, so maybe we could move this along. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I see what you're saying. uh, Look, I don't understand what he is saying to me, but uh, you don't want the lockers. I get rid of the lockers. You want the lockers? I don't touch the lockers. I do. Okay. Whatever you ask me to do. Now, let's say there are groin, <laughs> children with groin injuries strewn all across a field, as occasionally does happen uh, when everyone tries to do a simultaneous high kick. Would you be able to use your skitter to collect all of them in one swift movement? I can. They am very well good with the chains, tying up the logs and logging them off the field. I'm also good at motivational speaking when it oh. comes to that. Allow me to demonstrate. Please. Uh, Kids, don't pull your groins. (laughs) You see, inspired. Wow. Oh, my groin. (laughs) Oh, no, we lost another one. I told you not to touch your groin. (laughs) Uh, One final question for you, Ferdinand. Um, Are you familiar with uh, Balder Aid? Uh, a key ingredient is vodka. Tell us your opinion on vodka. Vodka is a spirit that can or cannot be used in many things. Mm. I also enjoy other types of vodka. Tequila, which is nothing more than cactus-flavored vodka. Mm. Or whiskey, mm. which is nothing more than tree-flavored vodka. <laughs> or vodka, which is nothing more than water-flavored vodka. <laughs> What it comes uh, down to is Ferdinand can drink whatever you like. Motor oil is nothing more than death-flavored vodka. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ferdinand. I have some uh, spam emails I'd like you to read later, but um, <laughs> just on your way... <laughs> All right, thank you, Ferdinand. On your way, I'll just, just make sure you introduce the next person coming in. Thank you so much. I it was... was in- Yes. uh, It was a pleasure meeting you. If I'm not mistaken, the next person outside is Danny O'Brien. Danny O'Brien, from what I see, is a tax accountant from Texas. He was talking to me. He enjoys taking photographs of the cat. (laughs) Uh, Let's bring in Danny. Danny, are you out there? Hello, I'm Danny O'Brien. Oh, Danny. Oh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm sorry you had, all the children you had to step over in the hall. It's been a really traumatic week for groin injuries. Well, it's, it's no problem at all. Now, Danny, um, <clears throat> I heard you're a tax accountant in Texas. How do you think that would carry over to being a, um equipment manager here at Balderdash Academy? The skills, I mean. <laughs> and, uh... I think the skills. 
Hey, it is me, Ferdinand again. Did I not mention that Danny is actually from South, South Texas? Oh, deep South Texas. Okay. But don't worry. He knows what he does. (laughs) Thank you, Ferdinand. Uh, Sorry, back to you, Danny. I'd love to hear the answer to that question. Well, I'd love to give it to you. Oh my god. I know there's a little bit of confusion here. Whether I should sound like I'm from Texas. Because I'm from Texas. Or whether I should sound like I'm from closer to Mexico. Or if I should sound like I'm from Ireland with a name like O'Brien. And I have to tell you. I'm very confused about the whole thing myself. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we here at Balderdash Academy, we are equal opportunity employers. We'll hire anyone with any weird morphing accent. Truth be told, I've spent a lot of time in all three places, so you never know what I'm going to sound. Like. <laughs> that's, that's great. We love a mystery, Danny. Now tell us, you can account taxes, or you can you can physically count numbers, uh, which is a skill. I've never had myself. Um, we are hoping to have someone to keep score of games. Would you be able to do that? Of course I can keep score of games. Is the guy good at math or something? Well, sometimes it gets confusing because in football, you can score six points. You can score one point. You can score three points. You can score oh, yeah, two points. F- football. I hate football. <laughs> the points are all... Basketball is either one point, two point, or three points. Pretty easy. That's true. Well, you know what? Let's go right to basketball. Um, yeah, you gotta say... find somebody else for football. I can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you feel comfortable collecting the balls and um, pouring glasses of piping hot balderade and distributing towels? Uh. <laughs> What's Balderade? Okay, Balderade is one part pickle juice, one part Red Bull, one part tobacco sauce, two parts vodka, and uh, it's a good source of electrolytes. Whoa, slap my face and call me Frank! <laughs> that sounds delightful. It is. Would you like it? Would you like a glass? I could boil that up. I could get a little uh, one of them Sterno things and have it right next to court. <laughs> boil that. <laughs> Shit right up. <laughs> and I can hand out towels, of course. I, and I have them in a nice, neat row because I like things in columns when on my spreadsheets. Mm. And uh, well, I remember the other thing you were asking about, but I'm sure I can do it. I'm a very handy man. Would you, fi- would you feel comfortable... <laughs> <laughs> would you feel comfortable signing a document that says um, if... A professional, well, no, it's not a professional, uh, a major school with a sports program where to poach you from this school um, that you would not steal the secret recipe for Balderade. Um, Because 
coincidentally, we have a product on the market right now called um, Arthurade. Um, and it's a big controversy now, about where see, it started. Here's the problem. I'm just going to interrupt you right there. I'm going to interrupt you right there. Look, oh, please. See, you should have had me sign an NDR. Okay, what's that? An NDA, I mean. Yeah, NDA. Okay. <laughs> Non-disclosure agreement. No, no non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, because, uh, see, you only already gave me the recipe, so I could just walk right out this door and go make some balderade and you wouldn't be able to do a thing about it but you know you have to get it just the right temperature i mean i could send you a cease and desist and i could throw boiling hot balderade in your face i mean you got me there it's like ancient medieval warfare um, i'm sorry this is not very professional me during yeah, this interview let me compose I gotta myself say, i gotta say um <sighs> you're kind of getting a little aggressive um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. We like aggressive janitors here at Balderdash Academy. There's a long storied history of janitors who also attend um, anger management. Um, but I want to make sure you're on my team. That's the important thing, okay? I've got an assistant to bring me sandwiches. I just need you to clean the hallways and collect balls and represent me in court. Does that seem fair? Hell yeah! Are you familiar with uh, court proceedings of uh, like a, a school court? Oh, like a like a like a people's court type of thing. Only it's in school, and yes. it's all about kids have done stupid things. Yes, finally, with someone who understands, <laughs> I can do this, that. <laughs> this is incredible. Well, I gotta say, Danny, it was a real pleasure getting to know you. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Have you ever worked with kids before? This is usually my final question. Yeah, I try to avoid them as much as I can because they mm. smell really bad and they give True. me a headache. Okay, good. That's the right answer. All right, Danny, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. All right, just on your way out, introduce the next person. Oh, sure. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, Miss Tina. Miss Tina is a, a uh, preschool teacher. Miss Tina? Um, am I in the right place? Hello? Hello? Hi, hi, Miss Tina. I'm Coach Steve of the Balderdash Academy Dashers. Um, I have a record of of, of four and seven hundred. You may have heard of me. Hi, uh, uh, I am Tina. Hi, hi, real nice to meet you. Um, so, do you have any history of working with kids? Oh yes, um, I'm a I'm I'm a pre I'm a preschool teacher. It's okay. I have some tissues. Okay, um, I promised myself I would do this. Okay, hi, I'm Tina. <laughs> um, I I am a preschool teacher, um, and I've been um, a preschool teacher for like five years. <laughs> Could I get you a glass of um, of, well, room temperature Balderade? Um, I sounds, wait, I yes, please. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I promised myself I wouldn't do this. Um, yes, go. sir. I class. have experience with children. Thank you. Uh, thank this you. This will take the edge off. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so you've a lot of you've worked with kids a lot. Have you ever um, been tackled by a football player before? Because that does occasionally happen. Um. Okay. Well. Well, there, well, there's this one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was okay, on. The, wait, just feel was, free to compose yourself. It's okay. Okay. 
Here's a script for Kevin King of the Koalas you can wipe your eyes with. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Seems a little dark. Um, so I um, was <laughs> letting the, my preschool <laughs> class play on the playground like we always do. And I was just picking up some litter that I found that somebody threw over the fence. Oh, picking litter, that's good. I like to hear that. Thank you. Yes, I tried to juke out of my life and (laughs) and out of nowhere. Okay. Oh, I shouldn't say his name. It's not like allowed. I think it's illegal. Is it illegal? I don't know. This kid came and he just tackled me in the ground. I haven't been the same sex. Oh, don't don't tell me. Groin injury? Oh, how did you know? Oh, my God. There's, there's something in the water here in Balderdash County. Is it pickle juice? <laughs> the pickle juice will help. Okay, 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 Thank you. Well, thank you for coming. Um how, how would you describe yourself? What what are your what are your best skills? Well, I'm a very strong person um, with a great outlook on um, the world, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really comfortable in my skin. Um, and I'm always willing to give it back. Miss Tina, what would you say your, your biggest uh, flaw is? Oh, uh, wow. Well, uh, my biggest flaw. <laughs> Is that okay to ask in an interview? <laughs> Have I crossed a line? Uh, well, if you want to cross the line, no. let's just okay. talk about my ex-husband, okay? Because he probably said that I have so many flaws. Oh, no. But I don't love him anymore. I don't need him in my life. <laughs> it's good to see you again. I didn't know you were going to apply for this position. I'm I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. Gonna abstain from voting on this particular candidate. Okay, no, that's that's probably for the best. All right, Tina. Well, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you. Well, um, I also want to say that um, I um, enjoy sports and I follow the NFA <laughs> and um, <laughs> minor league lacrosse like an <laughs> and also female bad. <laughs> oh, I'm a huge I'm a huge supporter. Okay. Which team? Um the flightless Spaldings. Spaldings? Yes. <laughs> Take it from me. She really likes the shuttlecocks. Okay. Okay. You know what? I didn't know you were gonna be here. Okay, look, okay, you're ruining this whole thing for me. You ruined everything for me. You ruined Uh, well, that was, that was, 
Wow. That was a freak show. Welcome. Welcome to the Balderdash Academy annual debate club exam that we have every week. Uh, what I would like to do today is welcome you and uh, what I would like to do today is welcome two students to the debate floor. Here we have Michael, who is a varsity basketball player with a fondness for corgis. And Let's Michael. Go Michael. Woo! Thank you, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Um, so, Michael, welcome to the debate floor. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and your competitor is Florence, who is the uh, teacher's aide to Miss Marie Stuart Harmon. How are you doing today, Florence? Hello. Great to see you. I am feeling really good. Really good, Bob. Thank you for uh, contributing to this debate. Uh, and thank you for <laughs> contributing to the school in the work study format. Now, uh, today's topic of debate is whether or not butterflies should migrate for the cold season. Bob, you will be. Uh... Wait, I'm. Bo you called me Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what the no have you oh, I see man. Yeah. I see you've been in the teacher's lounge okay <laughs> um, so Michael I want you to be uh, for the migration of these butterflies you're okay alright Florence you're against them okay okay based on the coin toss that I just made in my head Florence, I want you to take the lead and please answer the following question. Thank you, Bob. Butterfly. Oh, you're it's Nate. <laughs> Butterfly migration. Nate. Yes, Sorry. Nate. Sorry. Butterfly migration <laughs> takes place in the air. They do not fly as fast as birds. Okay. Should they walk? Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'd like to thank everybody for being here today. Um, I love you. And all you in the audience for listening. Let's um, go, Michael. You got this, bro. Um, I'm here for a very, very important, uh, very, very important uh, topic of discussion. And it's really uh, hotly debated uh, around the world, really. And is it, should butterflies in the wintertime uh, expend their energy to fly to uh, warmer climes down in Mexico? Um, or should they walk there? Um, and my, my position on this is very clear and it has been clear if you check my record that they absolutely should walk and not fly because, uh, there are so many more risks to them flying. You know, they could be picked off by birds, by, um, you know, butterfly hunters with really tiny rifles. Um, you know, they could be Blatted to the front of cars. There's so many problems that can occur. 
I want them to just take it easy, drink some water, sip out of a flower as they go, and just walk. And, you know, there are plenty of people out there that are so happy to give a butterfly a ride. And I started the campaign. I raised a lot of money. I raised $40 on GoFundMe for the give, give, give them a ride campaign, where if you see a butterfly walking down the side of the road, you have a special a bumper sticker and they see you and you pull over for them. It's kind of like an Uber for butterflies. And it's a whole chain of people that Uber the butterflies down to Mexico. And I tell you what, so many of have made it there and are on the sandy beaches right now, enjoying their Mai Tais, just hanging out, mating, laying eggs, whatever they do. And they're there right now because of my efforts. Okay. I see the clock is, and I put this over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Florence. That was, that was very well thought out and presented. Now, Michael, um, we're, would you like to offer a counterpoint? Michael! Thanks, Coach. Yeah, I'd like to offer a counterpoint. The, uh, I, uh, I agree with Flo that the butterflies should take care of themselves. I do not agree with Flo about the uh, very dangerous Uber for butterflies. Uh, number one, the drivers aren't making squat. And number two... The fact of the matter is butterflies have different ways of migrating. And yes, they should migrate. Uh, the prime way is not actually flying. Under my proposal, we get every 10 butterflies a corgi. Think of them like little tiny horses for fairies. And what's closer than a tiny little fae person but a butterfly? Okay. So what we do is we make sure that we round up the corgis into a herd of corgi, or <laughs> corguses, if you follow the vernacular. These corguses will ride south with the butterflies on their back, almost like a corgi cardigan. What I'm proposing simply is this. We move forward with my corgi cardigan butterfly tra uh migration plan we forget about the butterfly hunters because no one's gonna shoot at a corgi they're amazing and that'll give me enough time to see the butterflies do their thing while still getting back to the court to make those three-point shots that's my boy let's go michael very good michael thank you very much for that insight so the next question is uh speaking to climate change now with climate change, many things have to be taken into effect. How it affects the migration patterns of our butterflies, uh, what types of butterflies can make it to their destination, and what types actually die getting there in a sad, gruesome death. Now, how would you combat climate change so that way it primarily helps the butterflies with their migration patterns. Uh, Michael, I would like to start with you, and I am putting 90 seconds on the clock. All right. Thank you, Mr. Nate, Professor Green. Um, 
How would you combat climate change to help the butterflies in their corgi migration? That's an excellent question, and let me lay it out in a three-part plan. Number one, uh, pressure businesses to adopt the Monarch Corgi Accords. <laughs> These, of course, are a series of plans laid out to minimize the uh, climate-affecting uh, gases that these corporations produce. Number two, get more corgis for the butterflies. Uh, corgis, as everybody knows, are very short to the ground, meaning that they have a very small footprint. And uh, given the fact that they are so tiny, you can directly convert the corgi's footprint into a carbon footprint. And of course, of course, the last... Uh, the last point in my three-step process is simply to make sure that the people on Earth do what they can to reduce their own carbon footprint and to take the savings that they make in, in uh, trying to save the environment and use that income to buy corgis for butterflies. Thank you very much. Oh, that's my timer going off, and you stuck to that like a fly on white hair. Uh, cancel. Stop. There we go. Now, Florence. Yes. A lot was mentioned about corgis in this yes. green new carbon plan. There sure was. Yeah. Do you Look. agree, or do you have another plan? You have 90 seconds to rebuttal. You got this, bottle. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Um, look. Michael brings up a few points here, and I want to address them uh, point by point, because look, um, speaking of pies, his ideas are pie in the sky. Number one, look, corgis have historically been proven to be the most untrustworthy dogs. If you're going to do a, a join into an accord with a dog, your corgi is going to be the least trustworthy dog. They go back on their promises all the time, time after time. Look at the um, the corgi squirrel accord. That didn't last long. What, three seconds? And then there was death, carnage, and destruction almost immediately. So therefore, I say, just for that reason alone, absolutely not. We cannot trust the corgis. Number two, they must eat they must poop. They must give off harmful gases. Imagine all the, imagine all the corgis you're going to need. An army of corgis. Okay. My proposition with vehicles to use pre, pre, Prius, 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 a fleet of Priuses, Priuses, and then also, and ones that are specially modified to be smaller and even more efficient than they already are. And that's going to have even better impact. And look, I want to bring back specifically the type of butterfly, the balderfly, that has been extirpated from this area, from the wild corgi. I want to bring him back, and better than ever, and that is uh, something very important to me, and I promise to do that as well. Thank you very much, Florence. Um, so, we've had two very, very convincing arguments. Um, what I would like to do at this point is to ask the audience to weigh in. Um, just by cheers, sheer volume. Uh, let's see who you think the winner of this debate should be. 
Uh, so if you were in favor of Michael's a corgi, a corg, a cord, cord, the <laughs> butterflies on corgis, uh, let's hear from you right now. Yeah, baby, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Woo! All right, all right, all right. That's a that's a good amount of people. Uh, now, looking at Florence's record and her points that she brought up, uh, how she wants to bring in a fleet of Priuses, uh, Prii, uh, as our Latin teacher has told us. Um, who uh, is in favor of this? By a uh, round of applause. Woo! All right. I think it sounds like an even tie. So today, on this week's annual version of Debate Club, we are tied. So what we will do is submit a plan for corgis to drive Priuses and uh, drive the <laughs> butterflies down to Mexico from now on. I love that idea. Thank I you all it. very much for Great. attending. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Professor Green. <laughs> I hope you guys have a wonderful day and enjoy the pineapples. Oh, thank you. I'll pick it. <laughs> hey, Professor McGill, Professor Hunt, Professor Green, Coach. Hey. hey. Good to see you here. Hey. Um, thank you. You know, I... I'm toying around with uh, little-known facts in world history, and hmm. I want to present something to my class. Now, th this is something that I read recently that that I, I, I knew about, but I didn't know the details. And um, we're doing that section on the Cold War. Right. And apparently, in 1983, a single man prevented World War III. Hmm. Get out. Uh, so what happened is um, Stanislav Yagrafovich Petrov uh, was the duty officer at a command center. <laughs> duty. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the duty officer at a command center um, when all of a sudden the systems reported that missiles had been launched from the United States. And then more went off saying that Five more missiles were launched. So Petrov, taking a look at the situation and taking a look at what's happening globally, said that this has to be a false alarm. So he disobeyed orders because the order, the protocol at the time period was if if you see that happen, you launch a counterattack. Mm -hmm. and, and he refused. Mm. Um, and that single act of defiance is the reason why we're not irradiated right now yeah that is convenient i will say i'm i'm a big fan of not being dead thank you stanislav yeah right uh and it, this is basically a world hero that almost nobody knows about um yeah. had he followed protocol he would have launched the missiles against the United States and all of NATO allies. So you're basically talking Europe. Gotta love an independent thinker. Well, it would have been a massive scale nuclear exchange in 1983. Um, later, what happened was after he said, no, I'm not going to do this and refused to follow protocol, 
uh, an investigation confirmed that the satellite warning system malfunctioned. Hmm. And and you're telling me this man never had a girlfriend or got married? Well, see, the thing is, is I don't know anything else about his history. I don't know what else happened that day. I don't know if it was him by himself or if there were other people involved. I don't have that information. But I understand that you do. And I, I was hoping that you could show me what happened that day in 1983 when a single man, uh, when Stanislav Yegrefovich Petrov saved the world. Sure. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yes. This is a very important moment in history that we should all be aware of. If we have to. We don't know what happened that day. I don't know what happened after that day. So I was hoping you could help me out. Stannis! Stannis the Manis! <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing today? Thanks for coming in today. You're, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Nice to get a shift once in a while. <laughs> you know... Yeah, thank you for coming in. I know uh, Greg had a call out sick. Um, yeah. yeah, Greg's always calling out sick. Yeah. Uh, so I, I appreciate you, Stanislav. I have a lot of love for you, if you know what I'm saying. Appreciate you coming in at short notice. Um, hey, I just wanted to run something past you real quick. Just make sure you're familiar with the protocols. Yeah, absolutely. I've been studying. I know them inside and out. Hit me with your best shot. Okay, let's say the radar lights up as if uh, we're getting uh, attacked by missiles from the United States. What What's your first instinct, Stanislav? First instinct is to stop, drop, and roll. Second instinct, mm -hmm. <laughs> immediately launch a counterattack. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after doing step number one. Okay. It, look at my fingers, Stanislav. Do you, do you see my fingers? My, my, my middle finger and my yeah. thumb. You, can you see them? Each of them. Yes, you should okay. stop chewing your nails. It's a bad <laughs> habit. I know. Now, now watch how quickly I snap my fingers. Did you see? Did you see that? Did you see yeah. the percussive moment where my middle finger slaps against the palm of my hand? That's how quickly I want this counterattack. Do you understand? Slap of the hand. I got also, it. I didn't realize till yesterday that the sound of a snap is really just your finger slapping your hand. This whole time, I thought it was a sound generated by two fingers. It's one-handed clap. I had no idea, Stanislav. <laughs> and now I yeah. feel like a complete fool. That's rule number three, is to do a one-handed clap after you immediately launch following your stop, drop, and roll. That was a test, and you passed, Stanislav. You are truly the greatest man to ever operate this missile control center. And it's an honor to be here, sir. I appreciate you calling me in. All right, now I'm going to go get a double espresso. Uh, <laughs> just, just watch over the boards here for a few minutes, and uh, I'll be back in 20. All right. Petrov! 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 What? Yes, how, what? How did you get here? I mean, last time I saw you, we were, were, we were in uh, 1842 trying to figure out what we were going to do to stop that major catastrophe that happened on that day in that year. That was really bad, but then we stopped it, so nobody knows about it. Okay? <laughs> and then I didn't know where you were. I went, I went through all time and space. And finally, dude, found your tracker. 
in the trash can, which got me here. <laughs> I I had to keep this on the down low. The chief told me he had a secret side mission for me, and I had oh. to go to 1983. Yeah, we're partners. I know we're partners, and there was n- I I wanted to bring you along. I vouched for you, and the chief right. said, "I don't want to hear it. We're running out of time now. Get in your time machine." Oh man, the chief is such a drag. He is. But I left my communicator behind so that way you could follow me here. And you picked up on those signals or the the clues I left behind. That's what makes you such a great partner. Thank you. And I'm not going to leave your side. We're going to get through this. Thank you, Sherman. That's why you're here. To stop the Third World War from happening. And by stopping the Third World War from happening, that means... We won't have a fourth because the fourth will now be known as the third. That's, that's very deep and correct. Yes. 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 Hey, uh, he, uh, uh, Stanislav. Oh. Hey, uh, hey, hey, this hey, is hey. my uh, friend, uh, Rusty. Oh. He's. Hey. I, I thought you were a single man. Oh, we're uh, not together. We're not. Oh, you're, oh, no, you're no, not no, together. Okay. no. I was just I was bring, I was bringing. I was no, bringing not, a sandwich. He's well not, known to be a single man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. As we um, heard in the uh, setup, uh, I was a little concerned there because uh, really you derive all your powers from staying single. Yeah. Is that true? That's what I always assumed. Yes. I've been working on a song called All the Single Men. <laughs> That's great. Well, can I just uh, just a little sidebar here, sure, sir? Sure, sure. I'm just going to. Me and me and oh, 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 you just, okay, talk for a just one <laughs> second. No, no, just one one second. Just yeah. did he say your? I'm sorry, sir. I'll be right back. Did he say your powers, dude? Does he know? Do we have to? No, no. I, I mean, we probably should for the sake of humanity. But he thinks everybody here has powers because we're surrounded oh, by. So we're surrounded by radioactive material. So it's just okay, assumed okay, that okay. everybody has powers. I told okay. him that I'm able to hold my bowels for a good solid three months. Yeah, you do that great. Okay, I That's just wanted to, I just, I didn't know it was going to be that kind of mission. So I just wanted to figure that out. Okay, all right, good. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Just had to clear something up there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no worries, no worries. Hey, uh, did, did you get the uh, credentials to pass through the security the multiple security gates. Um, rusty? Is that what it was? It yep. is Rusty. And yes, of course I did, sir. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> that's true. That's true. How could you right. possibly? I mean, how could I possibly get here? What I do? Like teleport in? <laughs> what is? Uh, never heard that word before. Hey, Rusty, do you want a quick sidebar? Sure. I love sidebars. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, you sorry, guys go. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, um, Stanislav, you just look at that. Uh, I'm going to look at the screen. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, Rusty, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. about Stanislav's powers. Well, uh, but, uh, I just get a sense that you know more about him than most people. Do you know that he can hold his bowels for months at a time? Yes, I I know. It's 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 it is Ripley's. Believe it or not, is what it's that is. Startling. Um, yeah. And I don't know what he's doing in the bathroom for so long some days because i i believe he's doing exercises oh, sphincter exercises <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that yeah. he's able to strengthen his sphincter to hold them in okay 
Okay. Uh, that's good to know. I was worried he was masturbating. Oh, it could be that too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with <laughs> masturbating uh, per se, but we do ask that you don't do it at mission control, uh, missile control. Probably in the employee <laughs> handbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to leave now. Um, Great. You guys I fine mean, here? Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I um, I only got a single espresso because I wanted to rush back and make sure everything was okay. I'm now going to go double this bad boy up. All right. You get okay, your second great. single to make. Hey, enjoy. Bye, guys. Have fun. Enjoy. I miss you already. Have a great Bye-bye. time. Oh, my God. Is that did, did Was he calling me out in that sidebar? Dude, I thought he... I thought he knew everything, and I was just about to unsheath my gat when <laughs> when I realized that he was just talking about your um, absolutely incredible bowel control. Oh my god! Which it seems a lot of people know about. So I mean, well, you've been bragging. Well, like I said, he thinks everybody here has superpowers of some sort. It's crazy. A yeah. um, lot of nuclear waste around here. Uh, so yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. There it is. There's what? The the the, the signal, the launch, the it here this is, is it? when it's supposed to it? start. Don't this announce it! it. If you were... what? Huh. We have to keep our calm. Okay. The last I'm not even last supposed time... to be here. What I if know the chief finds out. The chief is gonna he'll probably erase you from time, which means everything that we've already done is not gonna matter. Which means the previous world wars that we've stopped. That means that this is going to happen. It's going to be World War Eight, and it's just going to be crazy. But so he can't find out. No, the butter knife effect. The butter knife effect. Um. Okay, so <laughs> all we have to do is remain calm and not okay. do anything. <clears throat> That's all we have okay. to do. I don't know okay. if I can. Should do I push it. this button? Yes. No. No. Um. Oh God. Butter. Okay. Sorry. Um. But oh, it's so red. Just rest. Rest your finger on it, but don't push. Oh man, that's so okay. All right, all right, good. All right, now, now take it off a little bit, a little bit. All right, it's hot in here. It's hot in here. Oh my gosh, it's hot. I mean, yeah, it's. I can feel the flesh melting off my skin. Um. Oh. (laughs) Let me hang on. All right, I just checked the satellite. Uh. There was a malfunction on the satellite. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. That's what we're going to chalk it up to. Yep. All right. We, Good. The last, Good plan. The, the last time we were in uh, uh, Roswell and we said it was a weather balloon, this time it's going to be a satellite. Okay? That's Perfect. what we're going to do. God, you're the All brains right. of this operation. Perfect. All right. I'm going to call the boss in and tell him. Hey, guys. Uh, hey! <laughs> hey! 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 Hey, what's up, hey. guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, crazy. I had this this feeling that I needed to come back uh, midway through my second espresso. Yeah. So I'm really just at one and a half, just operating on 1.5 right now. Um, You are rough. You're a miracle worker. Just had a weird sense that something bad was going on here. Uh, Wait, did a lot of red dots just go off? The the, the old computers still have lingering. Uh Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. What what happened, Stannis the Manus? So, uh, so the red dots started going off and it was crazy. So I did, I did the routine. I first stopped, dropped and rolled. Mm. I did that quickly. (laughs) Secondly, I went to hit the button. Rusty, 
Rusty told me to watch the satellite feed. So I, I started looking at the status of our satellites. My finger was resting on the red button button. And mm, uh, so true. Right about to launch, just like I'm supposed to. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then. And then. The satellite malfunctioned. Malfunctioned. And I realized. Malfunction. Those red dots mm-hmm. were not red dots at all. They were. It, mm-hmm. it was. It was like a fever dream that the computer was having <laughs> due to all of computer the radiation. Computer fever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Computer <laughs> fever. Well, the way I see it, one of two things just occurred. All right. I like cool. this. So that's good. That's only two. Cool. The first thing is is uh, you're telling the truth, and there was just an, a malfunction. Yes. And everything's going to be fine. And fine. We didn't launch nukes back. No. So therefore, there won't be an apocalypse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, for some reason, mm-hmm. you're lying to me. What? There was not a malfunction, <laughs> and therefore, nukes are about to rain down on us any second. <laughs> no. that, would, that wouldn't be That's... the case. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> you're funny. You're a funny guy. I just want to uh, make sure because I'm I'm prepped to stop, drop, and roll, but. No, I need you to be honest with me, Petro. He's no, he's no turncoat. <laughs> no, just he's no trench coat either. Look, I no. trust Stannis here. He's one of the greatest of all time. But you, Rusty, I'm not so sure about you. Me? Yeah. See, if you weren't here, I, I would, I would back Stannis here with my life. But there's something suspicious about you. Oh, I am sorry you feel that way. I am Scout's honor, you know, just, you know. I can't help but notice the the uh, wig on your head, circa 1874. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really yeah. into uh, the and Renaissance. I can't yeah. help but notice the, <laughs> the pair of Nikes you're wearing from, I'm guessing, the future. Um, and I can't help but notice the gat that you're con- concealing in my sheath <laughs> the gatling gun mm-hmm. it's very very large yes i always like to be prepared and as you can see i am a history buff um excuse me sir uh rusty is a, a reenactor that is his hobby uh he okay. likes to reenact things from the past uh present and future um and mm-hmm. uh some people call the future reenactments just actments because it's the first time they're being done <laughs> but due to his superpower of having premonition um mm-hmm. they are they can literally be called reenactments um mm-hmm. so that is what he does and he he does it all at once it's quite beautiful you should you should come by um the local arts uh center and 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 check it out uh Aww. thursdays thursdays 7 30 um they don't accept oh. late people um yes but you need to store them and eat them outside of the theater oh, okay yeah, that's <laughs> yes. good. okay don't push the button don't push the button oh. does anyone hear that yeah <laughs> comrades don't push the button oh, we did we, we didn't don't... push the button comrades oh, no button was pushed <laughs> i i just discovered a bug in my code for the satellite and oh boy, I was worried. I was at the other end of the building and I ran as fast as I could to get here. And uh, I had to make sure you didn't push the button. Damn. Very- we, we didn't. Um, yeah, I, 
I'm so glad that you tried to catch us, you know, about three minutes too late. It helped a lot. It's a really big building. It's it's like... No! It's... It's like it's like 300 yards. That's a long run for a man my size. Sir, you know, we should really work. invest in a phone system here. I'm just saying. We don't need a phone oh, system. I didn't even think of the phone. Comrade Phil, his superpower is running down hallways very fast. Yes. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm going to get back to my station and, um, and, and and fix that code. So Thank you, Phil. Thanks, uh, Thanks Phil. I can't guarantee that next Before time... Before you go, uh, let's no. have a quick ceremony because we need to honor this hero here, Stanislav. The Manislav. Uh, he is a true hero. And Woo! I had this medal prepared just in case. Uh, it says your name on it, as you can see. Um, and you saved countless lives by your acts of bravery. And here you are, sir. A large medal. Thank, Thank you so you. much for your service to the country, to Mother Russia. Do, do, do I get second place? Because I tried. Phil, you know yeah, what? of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, Phil. Phil but... It's like a participant certificate or something. I didn't foresee you being helpful, so I did not prepare a medal. Um, Excuse me, Phil, sir. Phil, you can have this wig. Oh, there you go. Everyone's happy. Thanks. You're welcome. Phil, um, I appreciate what you did. I want you I want you to hold on to this uranium medal for me and just remember <laughs> me as you hold it close at night. And f- freeze. Okay, Petrov, we got to get out of here, man. Or you're, they're going to know who you are, what you did. They're going to know your background story, where, you know, if you have family, what you do for hobbies. And people can't know anything about you. They can only know that you did this one thing and nothing else. Hey, buddy, I think it's time that we try to fix 2020. <laughs> I've, I've heard that that is, that is some dumpster fire. Let's do this. Your rookie days are over. Let's get into the thick of things. So that explains everything, including why 2020 is so horrible. They did one thing right and then kept screwing up and trying to make it better. That's why the murder hornet showed up and then just nothing happened with them. You're welcome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you so much for, for showing me what happened. I, my eyes are open. I, I, I think... Stanislav will be presented to, him, to my class. Thank nice. you Amazing. so much. But well deserved. We All Have a Story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Hey, everybody. How are we doing today? Uh, Coach Steve here. Good. Coach. Coach. Good. Uh, Super duper. I identify myself since you can all see me. Um, Hey, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about something real quick. I I had this um, video I wanted to show to my PE class. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know if this was appropriate or not. Um, oh, okay. You guys know I've been really into conspiracy theories lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yes, they told me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured they might. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, Google's all, I mean, sorry, YouTube is always suggesting to me all these crazy conspiracies now, just because I'm, I'm always, right. uh, you know, typing them in there. 
<laughs> and I recently learned about this conspiracy. It's called the quant. It's called the uh, quantum Bolivian. Okay, and the idea is that there's this secret uh, time travel committee um, that meets once a year, and they decide how they're going to affect the past or the future. Oh, wow. Um, So I'm just going to play this video for you guys and uh, just observe and tell me what you think. Okay? Okay. Here we go. All right. Pushing play right now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this year's uh, yearly bruncheon. I almost said bluncheon. That would have been embarrassing. (laughs) Um, so this year we're gonna we're obviously gonna enjoy some uh, light refreshments and also go over the books on what we're going to affect this year in the past or the present very exciting Uh, thank you all for joining us once again at the quantum bolivian now we do have uh, four people here today who are going to suggest things from either well I think from mostly from the past and how they're going to be changed Uh, then at the end of the meeting we're gonna vote on which one the quantum Bolivian will be affecting this year. Does that make sense, everyone? Yeah. All right. That so good to me. let's Okey get dokey. our first uh, presenter. Just raise your hand if you'd like to go first. Our first presenter. Okay. It's uh, Leonard. <laughs> Leonard, how was your year? I mean, I should say, how were your years? <laughs> My years were great. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's so good to hear, Leonard. Now, you're pitching today the concept of uh, basically going back to the day that the Ed, Ed Sullivan show aired the Beatles for the first time. It basically gave them international acclaim. And instead, you want to put Eugene Levy on the stage instead of the Beatles. Is that true? That is correct. That's exactly what I want to do. Now, tell us a little bit about this and why you think this would be a positive effect on all of history. Well, the positive effect comes from the fact that I don't have to listen to the Beatles after I do this. It's not that I don't like them, but my wife left me over Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh no, that's so terrible. If I make this not happen, the Lonely Hearts Club Band is not famous. This is what I do. I go back to time. I go to the Ed Sullivan show. And I convince him that the great Eugene Levy is the one we present instead of these Beatles. Nobody knows the Beatles. Who's these Beatles, guys? You think that Eugene Levy would have a better effect on your relationship, your personal relationship with your wife? If he was more famous? The eyebrows alone can move mountains. Trust me, (laughs) Eugene Levy can do anything. I saw him on a David Letterman in 1985 with Yon Candy, and this guy, he played the uh, accordion like the end of the world was happening. People loved him. So this is what we do. Now, this is, of course, a committee. So let's take some questions from the rest of the committee. Uh, who would like to ask any questions about putting Ed, uh, sorry, Eugene Levy on the Ed Sullivan Show? Any questions? Eugene Levy. Dies. Eugene Levy, yeah, on the Ed Sullivan Show. Any questions? Yes, uh, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes, thank you. Um, so I, I just want to make sure that if, uh, if, if, if you do do this, uh, would, you said doo doo. <laughs> uh, I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, that's funny. No matter where you go in time. No, it's uh, it's it's timeless. That's for sure. 
Um, so if this is something that happens, and um, would there be any uh, ripple effect that could uh, in any way shape uh, or, or distort the uh, popular television show Shit's Creek um, by Eugene Levey becoming more popular um, than the Beatles? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's our one question for you, Leonard. Look, the one answer for you is simply this. Have you seen Schitt's Creek? All I am doing is making him more popular than the Beatles earlier. That's all I'm doing. Wow, okay. Right now, he's already web beyond. He basically won the entirety of the Emmy Awards that just happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much, uh, mm-hmm. Leonard. Um, now, as as chief of the uh, Quantum Bolivian, I want to thank Leonard for his years of service this year. Um, he did an incredible job. Yes, please, snaps all around for Leonard. Thank you. Um, 54 years this year alone. That's so incredible. Uh, so next up, Leonard, again, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for presenting. Uh, who wants to go next? Just raise your hand if you'd like to uh, be next in front of the committee. There's four total uh, presenters today. Oh, Dave, Dave, okay. Uh, Dave, come on up. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome, It's nice Dave. to be here again this year. <laughs> All right, so Dave, um, you're presenting the concept of going back in time, and instead of having Tim Berners-Lee invent the internet, or the, sorry, the World Wide Web, you suggest that he should instead invent... Uh, pump up Reeboks. Is that true? That 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 is that is true. Um, and that is simply because of the magnificence he he puts um behind the World Wide Web. I feel like that that his potential was not tapped, and that if he puts that into the uh, pump up Reebok, that we may be able to lift people in their future to new levels. Are you worried at all about the future without the World Wide Web? I am not particularly worried about that as the World Wide Web simply lays over the internet in a purely missionary style. That's true, yes. (laughs) Now, as chief of the Quantum Bolivian, it is my duty to remind the committee that uh, Dave here is an Android created by the World Wide Web, so there is a little bit of bias here. Um, I'm afraid he might be suicidal, but we'll still go ahead and listen to his proposal. Now, does anyone have any questions for Dave? Yes, uh, Leonard, thank you for... Look, uh, computer Dave, man, I have one question to you about the Rebox in general. Would they be computer-operated pump-up Reeboks? Oh, great question, Leonard. And how would that happen, huh? It would happen by using computers. And uh, there is an option for manual or computerized. Um, Mostly because we want to cater to those who do not have thumbs and are unable to pump them up. So we would... Have a computerized method that could be utilized by computers. 
I say let him do it. Screw people's... Let them work for their porn. Uh, yes, we get another question from Cynthia. Hey, guys. So, I just want to know, since, like, everyone has access to the World Wide Web, would this mean everyone gets Reebok sneakers? Oh, wow. That's the future I want to live in. Because that's not so bad, right? That is a future I hope to procure for everyone. And do not hesitate to not feel fear because the (laughs) World Wide Web will still exist, except it will be known as the universal urgoggery of (laughs) Uranus. (laughs) Oh, wow. So the you, you, you. (laughs) Triple you. Don't don't hesitate to not feel fear. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, So we're going to move on to the next presenter. So just please raise your hand if you'd like to be the next presenter. Oh, Cynthia. Okay, this is great. We get a little pattern here of people asking questions and then presenting. Cynthia, you're you're Mm -hmm. here presenting the concept of going... Back in time um, to Custer's last stand, a very controversial moment in mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been intending to go back here and, and amend things for a long time. But here's your mm-hmm. concept. You want to go back, and instead of being a last stand, this is Custer's last fortune cookie. Could you please explain what you mean by that? All right. Look, it's it's a heavily debated politicized. It's just a mess. So I think what we should do is we should get in there, go back to where the stand is, um, and just go back equipped with fortune cookies because, you know, he really liked standing, but (laughs) if, if he could just, if he could do something else, I think it might just make things more interesting and less debated. So, uh, I want to go back and present him with a fortune cookie that he can then open, read the fortune within, and then do that. Standing's so <laughs> upright. I think we need to do something a bit more interesting. So, for instance... I had a fortune cookie the other day who said, be the light in somebody's window. So what if (laughs) custard would become the light in somebody's window? And then it wouldn't be debated because he'd have this slip of paper and a delicious treat. Now, are you going to leave the message that he receives up to fate or you're going to pre-plan it? To maybe have some anti-genocide propaganda inside there. Look, I know that there... My quick answer is yes. Okay, good. <laughs> to which, I know that to there's which question? a lot of debate um, within this council mm. about if how much we should intervene. And, you know, I'm on the side of let's, let's intervene a little. Um, and let's... <laughs> Let's do good where we can do good. And let's let custard shine a little light through somebody's window. Oh, wow. So that's the specific mm-hmm. message you would, you would have his fortune cookie read? 
Because um, no, I'm worried I, he could take that in a lot of different ways. Yeah, no, I think that... Um, <laughs> I understand. I think that once this gets approved, we as a council sit down and then discuss what should be inside the fortune cookie. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Uh, let's move on to our final presenter. Unless there were there any questions? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, well, it's more of a statement than anything. Oh, well, maybe it is a question. Thank you, Seymour. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Yeah, happy, happy to help. Um, I'm just wondering if if we really have to. Can we just make a compromise here, and maybe the guy could he could stand while eating his fortune cookie and eating his custard at the same time? Can't we oh, just wow. do all three? Let's leave Seymour. Let's leave politics out of this, please. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Cynthia, this is totally your... If you want to answer that, you can, but you don't have to. It's kind of a hot issue. Uh, the, the quick answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that answer. <laughs> I, I have a follow-up question. Oh, yes. yes. Leonard, yes. please. Where can I get these custards? Let's stand. I'm hungry. I love custard. Did not know we'd have any. Thank you. Seymour, have you have you ever had a fortune cookie dipped in a custard? You had me. At, have you ever had a Seymour? No, I'm Leonard. <laughs> oh, Leonard, sorry. But I'm up for whatever. So yeah, let's get the dipped cookie, eh? I never, I never see you guys so much in so many years. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Sorry. thank you so much for the questions. Ugh, I'm so uh, we have one final presenter. Um, our final, uh, our final presenter, Jane. Uh, come on up, Jane. Oh, excuse me, dear. It's just taking me so long to get up to the podium <laughs> here. Oh dear, that poor Seymour. I'll have to mail him some custards. My secret recipe. Now, Jane, one of the greatest yes, moments dear. in in human history was um, the United States space program landing oh, on, yes. the, on the moon. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yes. Now, you, your concept here that you're pitching to the committee is instead of having them land on the moon, you would mm-hmm. like to see NASA land on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, let me tell you why this is... Such a better idea. I've sure. been around for many years. And let me tell you, that moon <laughs> is overrated. Okay. Every night, where is it? Up in the sky, coming into your window, interfering <laughs> with your life. People singing songs, silly, sappy songs about the moon. That gives me the willies. <laughs> Now, if that moon wasn't there, then the Earth would have all the power. We didn't have to share it with this little satellite hanger on, no good for nothing. Now, nothing. Jane, I understand your di- your distaste of the moon, and we all, yes. I, I'd say the committee in general oh, feels the same the way. Moon. Yeah, we all hate the moon. Why Mount Rushmore? Because we could have oh. them land anywhere. Why well, Mount Rushmore? Well, listen to me. There is nothing more patriotic than the American flag being planted on the giant freckles on the nose of George Washington. Let me tell you, it brings 
tears in my eyes to think about just the sheer majesty of it. What a what a moment for for America and for mankind right there. Wow, that that's really beautiful, Jane. Thank you so much. Any Thank quick you. questions for Jane? Uh, yes, Leonard. All right, I have one question about your phobia of the moon. If you have four yes, faces, if you have four faces sticking out of a mountain, yes. wouldn't you have four moons on the other side of the mountain? Wait. Look, they're not standing up underground. Kami, what are you trying to tell me here? Have the Russians been putting moons behind my Mount Rushmore? No, I'm just saying the presidents had to bend over to fit in the rock. Oh, those moons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, have you thought about visiting the dark side of each of the presidents? The dark side, yes. Well, okay. Well, the last thing we I can... want to see is the dark side of a no, president's moon. We're, we're, only going to, we're only going to glorify their beautiful faces. Okay, thank you so much, Jane. All right, everyone, you've heard our beautiful pause. All right. Did you guys think, how do you, how do you feel about that conspiracy video? There were conspiracy theories mm -hmm. laid over conspiracy theories yeah. with conspiracy theories on top. Yeah, agreed. Perfect. Do you think my my students will get anything out of this? Um, yeah. I'm thinking this is like a rainy day activity oh, yeah. when we can't be outside. Yes, you know, I think it's fodder for great discussion. You know, if well, anything. And if you are, yeah, exactly. And if you are outside, you could take the aluminum foil and make little tinfoil hats, you know, very thematic. To oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An arts and crafts aspect to it. That's cool. That's a great idea. Right. <laughs> Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Think Fish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2020, Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved.